What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Falcons in Focus podcast presented by Ticketmaster. I'm Scott Baer. That's Tori McElhaney, as always. The man of the hour, Falcons rookie cornerback mm-hmm. Clark Phillips the third. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into Clark Phillips Sr. at some point here, too. Yeah. Uh, Clark Phillips the third is joining us here. So stoked to have you. And before we get into... Uh, some pretty fun stories from your background. Let me remind you all that as the official ticket marketplace of the Falcons in the NFL, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets available for every game. Whether you're cheering on the Falcons at home or away, Ticketmaster has you covered. Download the Ticketmaster app or find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Falcons. That's Ticketmaster.com Falcons. Before you were a Falcon, Clark, uh, let's go back before you were even a football player, maybe. There's a story that your dad likes to tell. Mm-hmm. You were three. You were playing soccer. But maybe mentally you thought that you were playing football. Yeah. Tell us what happened at that moment. You're playing a, a generally speaking non-contact sport. I don't know. I've seen male soccer <laughs> players do some can get, heavy flopping. Can yeah. so get aggressive. It can get aggressive. Yeah. So it starts with this. Like I grew up watching, even at that age, like all I did was watch my uncle play. And so he was at Idaho State, I want to say, and then he went to Portland State. He was a running back, so that's all I knew. So even though my first sport was soccer, all I was watching on TV and all I was watching in the stands, we would travel down to his games, like, just to support. And so that's all I knew. And so all I knew was tackle, tackle, tackle somebody, go hit somebody and all this stuff. (laughs) And so, you know, my first ever, you know, sport in a – I remember, i never forget, we were in a gym, and because we were so small, we were playing soccer in the gym, three or whatever. And uh, first – I think it was the first play. As soon as we got started – I went and tackled a kid. I went and tackled him. And, you know, of course, as a kid, you look for the reaction of everybody else. And oh, yeah. everybody's like, oh. And, yeah, it's like, how did I do, Dad? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, like, super nervous. I'm like, oh, no, I did something wrong. Like, right. people aren't reacting right now. <laughs> I mean, from what I heard my parents say, they said I started crying. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I thought, like, I was in trouble and everything. Oh. Everyone's like, no, you're not in trouble. Like, you're good. You just can't tackle. Right. You know? right. <laughs> wrong <so> sport. <laughs> from, then on, from then on, we knew that, okay, he needs to be in football. He yeah, likes and, to tackle. I mean, the, the one question that if your dad were here that I would want to ask is, how was his form on the first <laughs> yeah. did he lead with like like could he see what he was hitting yeah did he, yeah did he, yeah. Did he keep his head up did he, <laughs> yeah right all those important things right. so something great. tells me that that three-year-old who got you know you don't always remember everything from back then mm-hmm. something tells me that there's a three-year-old out there who was on the other end of this tackle yeah. who definitely still remembers it. oh yeah no you may have switched sports after that <laughs> like did i sign up for the right thing right yeah is this it's really like, soccer are we <laughs> all sure that this is the sport that we're playing yeah. do you uh i mean i know this has now been almost 20 years since yeah. then but also happy belated birthday thank for you. those listening clark's thank right you, yeah you. clark turned 22 yeah. oh yeah. my gosh yeah, he's, he's in his taylor swift era hey hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho it i know we're 20 years removed from your days of playing that soccer. sounds crazy i want to stay this age i, I don't want to get any yeah. older uh, yeah that sounds no, crazy you know. someone who's older don't yeah <laughs> just, just freeze yourself don't do i don't it. know if i like the way that one sounds <laughs> <laughs> but do you did you ever pick up soccer like later in life or was that kind of like as soon as you latched onto football at age four five six you never looked back uh, it, it was. I think I might have tried to do it again, maybe two, three years later, but it wasn't for a full season. I'm pretty sure it was football from then on. Like, yeah. mm, if you, my, you can ask my dad, but my dad knows. Yeah, it was football from then on because I remember it was flag football 
Um, and as soon as I could play tackle, because we tried to play up. My dad was trying to get me in tackle football as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I would have been out there a toddler if it was up to him. <laughs> well, I barely can walk, but got on pads, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it was one of those things where, like, I knew I wanted to play it, and, you know, the family knew too because it was one of those, like, that's all that's all we do, yeah. you know. So. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, – so one thing that we found out when we were going through, like, research and everything is that obviously faith is really important to you and your family. And – I feel like everything that we read about you was the title of every article was like faith, family, and football. But what I what we found really interesting is your grandfather founded the church that mm-hmm. your dad now pastors. Mm-hmm. I am also a like church kid from the South. Like I, which I know you're from California, but like church kid, oh, yeah, PK uni- kid. universal like experiences. Yeah. For me, my grandfather was also a pastor of a church and I remember growing up in church and when you're growing up in church to the extent of like your family's involved in ministry, you honestly are there more than you're anywhere else. You like live oh, there. Yeah. You yeah. live there. So for you, my question was with you and your siblings, what's the worst trouble that y'all ever got in at church? <laughs> well, I'll say being the oldest, I was always kind of in that leadership role, and I think that's probably the way why I'm the way I am today. Um, I bring that up because I led us into good things and in bad things, and some of that that was in church, and me and my brother were definitely both jokesters. He was more the quiet one, the timid guy, but, you know, when we get together, we were a bad bad situation. (laughs) I'll tell you this. I remember we would do these 330 services, so we'd have a second service um, probably every few Sundays or something, and uh, depending on where it was at, we'd either go to another church and basically support, or we'd go, you know, to our church, our home church, and my dad would uh, bring in a guest pastor or something. Um, but I remember a few instances where me and my brother were, you know, real, real rowdy in the back, and we knew, so we knew as kids, you know, you kind of know where your parents is going to be at those uh, church yeah. services. So I knew that my, my pops was going to be in the pulpit, mm-hmm. my mom was going to be sitting with the ladies or sitting, you know, somewhere else or sitting in the front. And so me and my brother knew, you know, all the kids at the other services and everything. And so we knew when we could act up and we knew like sometimes, okay, this is going to be, it's going to be one where we're having a good time. We're going to make some <laughs> jokes back here. We're going to go get the cornbread and everything. Cause the three thirty <laughs> service, the food is always yeah. the best. Like yeah. we knew the yeah. churches that had the best food. Like, Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta make sure that we go back there a little early. May have to do that bathroom trip, you know, at the uh, end of service to make sure that you get back there. And so you guys have done your homework. Yeah, no, like because you know, like you said, growing up in church, like from a young age, you kind of you get those little traditions and things. You kind of get them down packed, and you kind of know what, what to expect and what to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific incident. Uh, Did your dad have a like look? Like oh, yeah. from the pulpit, like if if he could hear y'all and he looked and yeah. you're like, that's a deaf stare. Loud. That's a deaf stare. Right. Yeah. But like maybe everybody else doesn't realize it, but you and your brother know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's or it was really, I'll tell you, it was really my mom. Mm. So oh, my really? mom, like if she seen us, she would just kind of give us this like look, and you would see like her teeth kind of clench together yeah. and her mouth goes, and she look look, and we just know, okay, dang, she about to tell dad, and uh, <laughs> we in trouble when we get home. And me and my brother look at each other, we like, oh. Man, like man, we about to be in trouble. This is not gonna go good. Or well, maybe we could do something. Maybe we could do the dishes or something when we get back. Get back in the good graces, you know. <laughs> so, but now nah, it was definitely that look that my dad only had probably caught me once or twice goofing off because I usually was good at having a straight face. Like if I'm making jokes, I make Bryce laugh. My little brother, and I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like this. <laughs> I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what he's doing. You know. <laughs> But uh, now you and Bryce, y'all are like what fourteen months? Fourteen months apart. Yeah, yeah. so y'all are 
basically, I mean, and y'all look alike too. Twins. Yeah, y'all are like twins, yeah. essentially. But um, when y'all were growing up, I, I mean, I, I also come from siblings and, mm-hmm. you know, we're not as close in age. But, like, what was it like growing up with him and kind of always having that, like, buddy around in, in moments where, you know, your parents are busy, but you've got someone who's kind of your, your guy? It was special. And I guess, like, I wouldn't say that like early on we took it for granted, but we always was fighting and competing. Of like course. the first ten yeah. years, like and we like we would uh we would compete so bad, like just and I never wanted to lose. And I'll right. say this on air, I never lost. Like, <laughs> and so like <laughs> Bryce is watching this like Yeah, Come like on, bro. And so but it really instilled that in him, like he didn't like to lose and, right. and I realized that at a young age, like I can't let this and so as soon as he got taller than me. I'm gonna skip to that. Like it became uh-huh. an issue because <laughs> right. like, all of a sudden now he like, thought like his chest was out a little bit now. But we just always compete, and because we're 14 months apart, like for me, I developed a little bit earlier. So I mean, not in height, but like, <laughs> but I, I developed. But I was really I explosive. You. I was really fast at a young uh-huh. age, and he was a late bloomer. And so it was always like a competition for me. But it was like it was really like I'm always winning. So I was like, there is no rivalry. But, <laughs> right. Again, it came a point though, 12, 13, 14, when we both kind of he. I remember he hit puberty, walking around like, man, I'm you know I'm big now too. You go get the dishes. Uh-huh. You, know, you go get the dishes. And so it became one of those things. But because and I was transitioning to football because we both played corner. Like that was that that was when we realized like, dang, like we can both go to the NFL. Like we can both be the best at our position. Like. And we're able to coach each other up. We're able, to, you know, able to play receiver against each other. I go catch a couple of balls on him. Um, he won't do the same, but <laughs> now we 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 go back and forth, and it's fun because now he's committed to San Diego State. Right. Uh, I got to yeah. shout him out today. As of today, he just signed. Yeah. For so. those that are listening, we're recording this on National Signing Day. Right. And that was the first thing that I saw when I was like doing the research for this podcast. I was like. Yo, Bryce is going to San Diego State. Like, I mean, what's that kind of been like, you watching that process from afar? You know, having your own recruiting story, but kind of seeing your brother kind of going through different things. As yeah, because his journey has been different. different way yeah. different. Definitely. And that's what I always tell people is, like, his journey was way more encouraging to me than he uh, ever know. Just because I feel like I was a kid. Like I said, I developed early. Um, I got a lot of offers. I had probably every offer in the book and I say that with the most humble attitude because I worked for it and all of that stuff and I ended up getting it and I was able to sign early his story you know he ended up having to go to JUCO route he didn't have as many opportunities right out of high school and so he went the JUCO route which we all know that can be tough a lot of guys get stuck at the JUCO don't end up transitioning to the you know big time power five even though that's their plan and he said I'm gonna do one year and I'm gonna get out that's what he did he ended up going to TSU and he ended up, you know, making plays, having great film. He did two years, and now he's having an opportunity to go to San Diego State, you know. And so all the credit to him because a lot of guys, you know, with the things that he's been through and the things that he's seen and um, kind of things that he's, he's kind of struggled through, uh, it's, definitely been a, it's definitely been a process. And you know what I think is cool is, like, how much you're enjoying his success. I'm sure it was the exact same way, but, I mean, we're sitting here talking to you, NFL quarterback with starts under his belt as a rookie, and you're as jacked about your brother signing with San Diego State Mm -hmm. as as, as anything. I think it goes back to what Tori's talking about, right? This this bond that you guys have had for so long Mm -hmm. that, I mean – Especially, you play the same position. You you, you can speak that language, yeah. Right to, and to have. We that. took it for granted, but now even more so. Sorry to cut you off. Like even more so now. I just I understand. We understand each other on a different level. Um, off the field, on the field, it's not like I'm playing D line and he's playing right. quarterback. It's like 
even if that was the case, we're both playing the same sport, but we play the exact same position. So yeah. it's like it's a level of like, you know, understanding and, and love for it that we both probably can't even put into words because it's like I understand what you're going through. He give up a play, I'm like, man, what was you thinking there? You know? And, yeah. Uh, shoot, I saw this. I'm like, all week we worked this, and you know, same thing for me. Like, hey man, what happened on this? You need to make that tackle. You on my butt, and mm-hmm. so it's like a, it's a it's a comp it's a uh, consistent like learning coaching each other up right. with the competitive spirit the same spirit that we had at five six seven 13 14 now it's more so poured into like hey man like what's up like mm-hmm. wh- it's like hey wh- what we doing right here you know i ain't never seen you do this clark cp he called me C- i ain't never seen you do the cp what's up man you all right like and <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. like it's but somebody who can, yeah who can cut what's going on yeah, yeah. everything too, yeah right? and know you you know yeah. and know you and that's what's so special about it and like and now we both every time we laugh about it we're like man what was up with us when we was young like why were we always fight i'm like I don't know, man, hormones, emotions, I, I don't know, like all of that young stuff. But I'm like, now we just, every time we're together, we're literally best friends now. We probably talk every two, three hours. Like wow. every That's time so I get cool. a chance, he the first dude I call. Now my girl is him. Like, hey, anything going on is him. And so it's now, now I'm so grateful. I'm grateful my parents did it back to back, you know, yeah. had us back because I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted three years apart, four years apart, right. 14 months was perfect. Yeah. That's so great. And the fact that y'all talk so much is is really cool, too, because I talk to my sister all the time as well. Like, we have a Snapchat streak that's stupid long. 500. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's embarrassing. I won't even say it's over 2,000 days straight. That's crazy. I know. I kind of want an award, Snapchat. That's beautiful. (laughs) But for you, do you remember, like, a time that y'all really got mad at each other? Like, what Mm -hmm. was the, like, biggest fight that y'all ever got in? Ooh, I remember me and my brother were at my grandparents' house, and um, so we would often, so my parents were like, my dad used to travel a lot because he was in um, healthcare, and, like, he would have to travel a lot, and I just remember my mom would have to, uh, she would work, like, later shifts and stuff, and so they would drop us off for, like, two, three days at a time sometimes at my grandma's house, and I remember me and my brother, like, we loved it because we get to stay up. We didn't have to go to sleep. Oh, we, right. It was no bedtime at grandma's. Oh, yeah. We get as much mm-hmm. food, snacks. Grandpa yeah. would make his store runs around the corner. We're going to get every snack in the in the, in the sheet, you know. So, like it was, it came with so much fun. But I remember we would always compete. Like I said, yeah. in everything. And my dad, my grandpa had from when my uncle was living in there. He had this uh, older game system. I don't even know what it was, but it had a game called True Crime and a few other games. And I remember. We were competing. I think I was beating him in a game or something, and he ended up throwing throwing the controller or something. And my parents were coming in, I think, 30, 40 minutes later. This is the last day of our little, you know, staycation yeah. at grandparents. House. And they were, my, my dad's coming in, and I remember he had on a suit and everything. i never forget. And for some reason, we ended up outside tussling and throwing each other around. <laughs> and my dad, he ends up pulling up, and he thinks that, like, we're, like, full-on throwing punches and everything. And I remember he snapped. Like, I never felt so weak in my child like but strong like i because i felt like at 13 14 like i'm a man i'm strong and and we were around that age and i remember my dad snagging us both up with one hand and looking at us both and saying if i ever catch you both punching each other you guys might this might be your last day Uh (laughs) yeah and i was like and we were just both looking stunned like and so but it was a beautiful thing because we both learned like brothers that's not what we do right yeah and so even though we were competitive even though you know we got into it all stuff i'll tell you what never again did we ever like Take it there. We may have right. put hands on each other, may have, may have messed around, yeah. but we never ever, you know, right. let it get to the point where we're like throwing each other around or doing nothing crazy like that. It was like, okay, if it got there, now we both just leaving. All right, man, I'm done playing the game. <laughs> and I remember being like, dang, 
Pops is really strong. <laughs> and I remember me yeah. and Bryce really yeah. talking about it because, you know, growing up and especially playing football and playing, a you know, a sport with a lot of, you know, masculinity and, you know, you're, you're taught I'm strong and you knocked another man down and all of that stuff. You kind of wonder as a kid, every man goes through it. Like, mm. a little in Lion King, every man goes through it. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Like, I wonder if I could take Pops, you know. <laughs> right. I wonder if, like, it's a thought that you don't really speak out loud, but... I wonder if, right. you know, and so that kind of settled that with me and my uh, brother. Like, yeah. nah, there's no way. There's no way. Pops just snatched us both up. Oh, yeah. And I, maybe the story's gotten crazier, but I want to say both of our feet were up. <laughs> like, and I'm 13, 14, and I'm like, my dad is very strong, but. I would say he's, he's I saw his Instagram yeah. profile. He's jacked. Oh, yeah. no. Nah, Even yeah. now. Yeah, like, and he now, I'll tell you now, like, he he's on a journey. Like, he's down. So, and. He's comfortable with me t- sharing this because it's been a crazy journey. Like, he, he gained weight, was up to, like, 230 or something, and he's two inches shorter than me. Now he's 192. Wow. He said that his goal is to be looking like me and my brother, a high-performance D1 professional athlete. Yeah. Like And so now I'm like, dang. And, like, I knew that he could do that because my dad is similar to me. That's where I get it from. He can be very extreme. Like, And yeah. that's what's gotten him where he is in, you know, in his profession as a healthcare, you know, executive. Um, but for me, I'm like, dang, it, it still is crazy to see. I'm like, dang, Pop's got abs now because we grew up and I saw I knew we always knew he was super strong, right. you know, because he power lifted, he bodybuilded, and he did all that stuff. But never did I ever think, I'm like, now I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, I need to make sure I'm looking all the way right. And tight <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, Pop's is battling. I'm like, yeah. you know. Well, it's funny because I was, I was going to ask, like, if y'all work out together, like you, your brother, oh, yeah. and your dad. My and- dad's really like the the – the only person that really trains me and my brother, like, consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's going to stay that way, you know, because he's gotten us here, and he's been the one that stayed on us. And then the biggest thing, too, I tell people is that he knows us best. Right. Like, yeah. he knows when something's off with the body because he's been the one that's done the strength training. He's taken us to If he couldn't do it, it was, like, okay, bet, I'm going to get you guys in the hands of somebody that can, you know, right. coach you guys up for DB. Because for him, he didn't start playing football till senior year of high school. Interesting. Only because um, – he was the fastest in the pro- – everyone was like, why don't you – he's one of those kids that was super strong, super fast. He was doing, like, four plates in high school on the bench. Whew. Just at, <laughs> wow. at 165 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I was like, what are you doing? We need you to play running back. And back then, it was the running – you know, they ran the ball. And so he was like, we need you to play running back. And he was at Milliken, and they were like, all right. And he was like, all right, I'll go play, you know, whatever. Like, sure. mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he ended up getting some scholarship offers, but he ended up staying back home. Um, my grandmother, rest in peace, was battling cancer, so she, he had to stay – but um, he ended up, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, you could have really went, you know, mm-hmm. off of one year, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, it's, we're already 15 minutes into this uh, podcast. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's interesting. But when you get drafted, there, there's these kind of, like, narratives that kind of, I don't know, if one draft analyst says it, they all say it, right? right. But, like, one <laughs> of the, but, but, like, one of the narratives was this, like, Clark Phillips' confidence is sky high. Like, he has this crazy self-belief. Okay, and everybody just sort of assumes that's only football like related. But yeah. like, listen to the conversation that we're having right now. Right, yeah. That's where the confidence comes yeah. from. It comes from having this support system, mm-hmm. having you know generations of people behind right. you, ha- seeing sacrifice from your parents. Under- that's where the confidence comes. From. I mean, oh, you're yeah. good at football. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But but it's rooted somewhere deeper than that. Oh yeah, way deeper. And I'm glad you mentioned that because my dad and he would always say when we were younger, but we didn't understand it, of course, until we got up out the house. 
Like his biggest thing was, I want to teach you guys work at work ethic. I'm not going to give you guys anything. I'm not going to ever just hand feed or spoon feed you. I want to give you guys work ethic, and then you guys will go a long way. And so now I understand exactly what he was saying. He taught us how to work, how to train, how to go through loss, how to go through things, and we never once seen a bad eye. He went through so much loss and so many things, like in his childhood, even in our childhood, so many things. His mother, his brother, like uh, like all type of stuff that I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, my dad, we used to think my dad was a robot. Mm-hmm. Just the way that he was able to handle things yeah. and just, okay, dang, that happened. Now we're going to do that. Yeah. Happened. Dang. We didn't even know. Like, there's so many stories I could get into. Like, for I'll bring up one and I'll be done. Um, he, ended up, he ends up losing his job. Uh, we're about 12, 13, me and my brother. We had no idea. Like, when he comes in or whatever, and just a regular day. I didn't find out until I'm out of the house that he's doing Uber, doing Lyft, just to make sure, like, I'm like, the level of humility to go and do Uber and do Lyft after making, you know, 150, 200,000, being a healthcare executive, you know, for some time, and to, to be able to just turn around and say, I need to make this happen. I need to figure out a way to pay the bills. I'm not going to make, you know, my mom go and work two, two jobs, or I'm not going to, I'm going to go do Uber, do Lyft, and he did other things on the side to make sure that he could bring the bread in. I'm like, wow. Yeah, but we had no idea. idea. We had no yeah. idea. Had no idea. Didn't come in, you know, throwing anything. Didn't come in like y'all need to go work, you know. Didn't we're like teenagers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're teenagers, right? You know? And because he wanted y- y'all to focus on what you're doing. Yeah, I want which you is guys trying to achieve this. Dream, your goal is to go to the NFL. A, yeah, a lane to get allow to. me and my brother continue to do uh, do us in school. Continue to work. Never once, you know. But, but that that's a that's one of those things that like I look back and I'm like just forever grateful because a lot of people and it wouldn't have been wrong for them to say okay the kids got to get to work a little bit now yeah now they need to go get a job at Taco Bell do something mm-hmm. because we're struggling you know right. allowed us to kind of stay in our lane be kids and mm-hmm. continue to do our stuff and I'm like just looking back I'm like that's one that can get me emotional like pops was being a man that's a man yeah you know yeah taking care of everybody right yeah. mm-hmm. man what I could talk for an hour what else do you want to hit oh gosh i have so many things so many things things that i want to hit but there you talk about like hard decisions and i feel like when a lot of people know the story of you flipping from ohio state to utah before going to college i mean that that has been written about a lot that is Mm -hmm. a story that has been told you look up clark phillips the third on google that's story number one two Uh and three yeah but i my question isn't necessarily about like that and for you to tell everybody about that what's something that in that process gets lost in the stories that are retold about you and what is something about that moment in your life that maybe people don't know Mm. i'll say this because a lot of kids can get lost in the hype Mm -hmm. um all that stuff you start to get offers and nobody can tell you anything and you forget that you can only choose one I remember my dad's biggest thing to me and even my brother, even though he wasn't in the process, he always told him to learn from my process so he don't make the same mistakes. And, like, for me, my dad used to always say, like, hey, man, you can only pick one. And then nothing, none of this stuff matters as soon as you step foot on campus. The same thing, of course, when you get drafted. And that's why it was directly applicable. I was able to look at that process and kind of match it up to this. But now, like, for me, that's kind of the biggest thing for me was making sure that, like, okay, even though I'm highly touted, I was highly recruited, all this stuff, None of that stuff mattered, like, when I committed. Like, because you can get caught up in, oh, man, I got Nick Saban wants me, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan Day, all of these guys that are at big-time programs. And then, you know, I chose Utah, and I was, like, for me, that was that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I felt like I'm going to go to a program that's, you know, 
big enough and it wasn't about the hype it was all about okay what can they do to develop me and how uh, can i go somewhere that's gonna win you know and so that's that's what came down to my decision and then when i look back at it i'm like i'm so grateful that i was okay with and and it's crazy because for me it didn't feel like going against the grain like but for a lot of people it was like what are you doing you're going to utah like you got all these offers like oh and people assume oh man maybe he didn't get accepted no i just chose utah like It, like, But a lot of people may have gone with another higher-tier program if it wasn't Ohio State just to kind of, okay, uh, if mm-hmm. I'm not going here, I'm going there. And so, But for me, I'm grateful for my dad kind of having that attitude too and kind of instilling that in me and my brother. Don't be afraid to do your own thing. Like, You don't have to try to follow the masses or follow the crowd just because you feel like that's the cool thing to do. Right. If you feel solid about this, and I felt solid about the coaches, I felt solid about what they were telling me, felt solid about what the plan was for me, and that was the program that I chose. And look back, look at it, and I'm like, the rest was history. Yeah, mm. consensus All-American, yeah. defensive player yeah. of the year, Ended up working NFL out. draft pick. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, to you kind of Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, See? yeah. yeah. no, yeah. there are some things to <laughs> it worked to, out. to yeah. kind of like wrap this thing up because we yeah. know we, you have to go to another meeting. But I'm going to play a little bit of true or false with you. Okay. I have a couple stories that I need you to tell me if they're true or false. So first one. <laughs> True or false that you didn't have a winter coat because you're from California when you first went to Utah and you would double up on hoodies in That's order true. to stay That's warm. true. And my mom gave me crap for it for a long time. Really? Because they tried to stuff one in my luggage like, oh, no, oh. you're going to take this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, mom, I'm good. I'm okay. Oh, I struggled the first few months. I struggled. Walking to classes, too. I didn't have yeah. a car. I'm walking in my vans because <laughs> I thought I was so cool. And I was going to look fly in school. I was going to look cool. Mm. I'm going to all my classes. This is before COVID. And I remember thinking, this is the worst decision. Because by the time the snow dries or by the time the snow's off your feet, it's completely damped in your shoe. Yeah. It was the worst feeling ever. I'm like, oh, this is bad. And then I got to walk back in it. I'm like, oh, no. I, oh, too, no. am from Southern California and where you can wear shorts 365 days a year. And if it's 71, it's cold outside. Yeah. Uh, so I feel that. And <laughs> even coming here, it's winter in Georgia and I'm panicking. Yeah. yeah. We, were, uncool. we were talking about that on the way up. Yeah. Uncool, um, man. True or false, you are a serious roller skater. I got to oh, know yeah. this one. True. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How? Why? So, I saw this and I was like. You like legit roller skate. Have like some roller skate. About six pairs of skates. Six. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, this I actually is... got to get them shipped down here. I haven't been yet, um, but in the off season, best believe I'll be doing it. So it starts like this. So about I'll say my fr- end of my freshman year at Utah. I remember. So I didn't. I don't go out. I don't really do. I'm kind of a boring guy. I'm more of a homebody. <laughs> so and I watch anime. I do all of the stuff that you wouldn't expect a football player to do. Right? <laughs> watch anime. Um, watch on TV, but so we're, I was having one of my two months where I just do that, you know, and I think it was mid-season too, and we come back, and so we get a few days. I'm, I think we might have had a buy or something, and I remember me and Makai Bernard, because we lived together at the time, me and Makai Bernard was like, man, what are we going to do? And he like, CP, I got to get you out of the room, man. Well, we got to do something. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you, what, go to a party or something? No, that's not me, you know. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm not talking about – he was like, bro, let's go. Just look up something to do. I'm like, what is it to do in Utah? And we, this is two Long Beach dudes talking. Yeah, right. Makai's right. from Long Beach too. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, what? And and you and he was like, all right. Remember in the city we used to go to? I'm like, yeah. They probably don't have those out here, but they probably close at like seven because in uh-huh. Utah everything closes earlier. Yeah. And I remember after we got done, just you know, kind of ragging them. Um, we end up looking out. I was like, let's just go skating. So we go the first time. As soon as I get on the floor, somebody clips me no. and knock me over. Oh God. And I remember seeing these old dudes, about 65, 70, uh-huh. and seeing them just grooving and dancing. <laughs> right, just and me it. and Makai looked at each other about an hour in. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm really trying to do it. And we look, I said, I'm going to be the best skater in here. Yeah. <laughs> this, is Amer- this is a classic fun center. 
in uh-huh. Utah, and they have about three or four of them down there. I said, I'm gonna go to every single one of them. I'm gonna be the best guy. I'm gonna be the smoothest. <laughs> and everybody is it's like gonna be like, look at that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's got it. Look at this little short, stocky <laughs> up dude on skates, actually doing it. And I said it then, and you can ask Makai today, like. He was like, dude, you're really committed. Like, I would go down to Orm. I would drive an hour just to go to the skating rink that didn't have anybody there oh at gosh, 2 p.m. just to practice. <laughs> just to practice. Because I was like, I'm going to learn how to go backwards. I'm going to learn how to be smooth and not fall. I was like, how are they doing? And I remember asking for tips. It was a dude named Clark in there that uh-huh. I used to call Superman. And it's crazy. He was bald. And the dude had a crazy story. I can't get into it. But the dude's <laughs> like, his name was Clark. And he was like, he was like, you seen Clark in there? And it got to the point I was going like every day of the week. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going like every day of the week. As soon as I get done watching film, I'm like, where are you going? And be like, where are you going, Clark? I'm like, you already know, classic. Sling <laughs> classic, the skates over classic. the shoulder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what skates you rolling? I'm like, I'm got, I got my bands today. <laughs> I had the custom pair and everything. Oh, my gosh. Then I got vanillas when I really thought I was doing it. Them the, them the roll bouncing skates. <laughs> so I got real serious about it. I'm probably rusty now, but I still got some moves. I mean, I feel like we could go out there right now. Oh, right now. Without it, I, I mean, could hit a few spins and stuff. Yeah. I wow. feel like there's a whole content idea in here. Just I mean, I'm oh, already writing it's waiting down. to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm already yeah. writing it down in my notebook. Off oh, season yeah. skating because I don't know how to skate. So like you'll you oh, yeah. Can oh, teach oh yeah, most dev. It could be like most how dev. to yeah. oh, yeah. go down to skate country and yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they, they have that there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, don't tell me that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I love this. Okay. You're gonna teach us for sure. All right. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need to learn. Okay. We still have so many notes. I don't think we've ever done this before. Can we do a Clark Phillips the third part two at some point? <laughs> yeah, we, we got, got other to, stuff. We, got to, we, got other we, stuff. Nah, we are out of time. Uh, super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Next season, we're going to run this back <laughs> with season. the other page Let's do it. Let's right. do of it. stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, please do what you do. Uh, this podcast was awesome. If you want more podcasts that are hopefully equally awesome, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the, to the Atlanta Falcons Podcast Network. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find all these podcasts as well. Um, do all that fun stuff. Give us a five-star review. And uh, for Tori and Clark, I'm Scott. This has been a freaking awesome episode of Falcons yeah, and Focus presented by Ticketmaster. Like, we're just going to skate around. I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's no, going to be good. tough. Yeah. Clark set the bar very high. Right, put it yeah. on skates. Huh? <laughs> yeah, put it on skates. Okay, we will talk to you again next week. See ya.